Our chapter for today is Hebrews chapter 3. The author is here uh, continuing the theme that Jesus is better than all that they left in Judaism. With each passing chapter, he will address that same theme over and over again, but from a different angle. With this chapter, the author begins to show that Jesus is a better mediator of a better covenant than Moses was. So let's take a look at that chapter. When you're reading the book of Hebrews, it's really easy to get bogged down in the details and not even notice the big picture of what's going on. This chapter begins comparing Moses to Jesus, uh, showing the superiority of Jesus, but then beginning in verse 7, issues forth into a sustained warning against falling away from Christ. The author quotes an extended passage from Psalm 95 in verses 7 through 11, and then urges believers to exhort one another not to harden their hearts and fall away from Christ, as those did in the wilderness under Moses. That thought in itself is important to be clear on if you want to make sense of much of the letter to the Hebrews. To make a point on which we will elaborate more later, we do not believe, hear me on this, we do not believe that a genuinely born-again believer can lose his or her salvation. Um, neither now nor previously in the Old Testament. It's not as if now that Jesus has come, we can't lose our salvation, but they could, ha they could have lost their salvation in the Old, Old Testament. No, we don't believe that's ever been true, Old Testament, New Testament. That It's never been true that a believer, one truly born again in Christ, can lose his or her salvation. And nevertheless, Hebrews repeatedly refers to those, both in the Old Covenant through Moses and in the New Covenant through Christ, he refers to people who have fallen away or who face the possibility of falling away. But if we believe that one is who is genuinely born again cannot fall away and lose his or her salvation, from what is there the possibility of falling away? Under the old covenant, there were those who were outwardly affiliated with the covenant people of God simply for the fact that they were Israelites. Um, however, just because they were outwardly covenant members... Uh, this did not mean that they were automatically born again spiritually and genuinely converted. There were many in Israel under the Old Covenant who were outwardly associated with the people of God, but it did them no good, uh, but really and truly only brought upon them greater condemnation because they weren't genuine believers in heart and soul. Um, and it was, it was these who continually in the Old Testament walked in rebellion and hardened in, in hardened disobedience to the Lord and his word, and thus brought upon his judgment. Well, likewise, the author of Hebrews, in giving this exhortation to the new covenant people of God, based on the precedent of the old covenant people of God, seems to indicate that there are also those within the new covenant of, uh, people of God, that is the church, who face the same temptation of falling away. And like the old covenant, this is only possible because the reality is still there that there are some, even within the new covenant people of God, and then that is outwardly associated with it, that is outwardly in the church, members of the church. They're mem members of it outwardly, but not inwardly born again and genuinely spiritually converted. Again, we talked about it in the pastoral epistles about how Jesus uh, repeatedly referred to the fact that in, within the church there are both wheat and tares. There, there could be the presumption within the church that you are right with God, or, you know, just because you're a member of the church. Just as much uh, as an Old Covenant Israelite could presume he was right with God spiritually just because he was an Israelite. 
But the author of Hebrews here says that there were those in the Old Covenant who fell away spiritually because their hearts were hard with unbelief, and that danger is still present in the New Covenant. The main difference is that the consequences for that now are even greater in the New Covenant because Jesus has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses. So, bottom line, the author is not saying that salvation can be truly gained and then lost, but that the risk is real that someone could mistake association with the people of God in the old Israel and in the new, the church, mistake that for genuine salvation. Only faith in Christ can save. And so we are exhorted exhorted in verse 13 uh, to exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. There were many in the old covenant who were unable to enter the rest of God because of unbelief. That's in verse 19. And that danger is still real today. We're therefore to take care, according to verse 12, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from the living God. In other words, take the gospel seriously. Take Jesus ser uh, seriously. Jesus will forsake none who are truly his. He is the good shepherd. But we are to examine ourselves and exhort one another every day uh, that we are truly his by faith. Just a few thoughts from Hebrews chapter 3.